Well, hey there, and welcome to the Clapped Out Moto Hour. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of your dad's favorite motorcycle podcast. It's good to see you. Good to see you again. Thanks for stopping by. Today on the show, I'm joined by Danny. Hey. Mondo. Hello. Jamey. Hi. Robert. Hey. And your host, me, Jordan. So yeah, it's been a, actually a pretty busy week for me and working on stuff and going to the races and whatnot. Um, going pro. Yeah, that <laughs> I am not. That I am not. Uh, but I heard, Robert, that you took a ride around the block on the XR400. I want to hear all about it. Sure did. I. Uh, so it's been oversprung for me by quite a bit the whole time I've had it. Uh, and I had a, um, a very cordial back and forth with race tech getting the correct the spring, which was actually my fault. Uh, I had ordered the wrong spring and then we, we back and forth and then they were out of stock of the one I actually wanted. So then we worked it out. Finally, after like a month of trying, I finally got the correct spring for the rear shock, just swapped it out this weekend. It was a, a journey getting it back into the frame. Thanks. 90s honda i'm i'm convinced that like honda and i'm sure it's the same for like modern you know box tube frame bikes but or like cradle frames but i think 80 mid 80 honda redesign on is just like an engineered joke to people trying to work and like get things out of the frame and back in because it always seems like a cars where you're like how did you fit a wrench it's like i can't really put my hand and and coming from like the the dr the dr 350 i could literally Mm. like pull the carb out with the bike sitting like i didn't have to take like seat on tank on i could hop off the bike pull the carb rebuild the carb shove it back on off on my way the xr is like the carb lives inside this little protected cubby between like the head and the this like chamber of the top tube of the frame and the it's just like so everything as yeah. if apple were to design a bike like, is, oh yeah, yeah. Like, i have i have you the, a spudger you need to like take off this adhesive yeah i you have the integrated, ram? Good luck. I have the integrated ram the of the motorcycle world uh <laughs> and it's it's made worse because my my xr in particular has an e-start so it's got a starter motor from from a trx trx quad from a quad which uh in in the little gap that would allow you normally to like relatively tranquilly put your shock back in and and align your uh linkage and dog bone and kind of everything that has to bolt back together uh i have a starter motor so it makes it a little trickier (laughs) um and but i got it in i got it in and uh what a it difference does, it does always seem to be the afterthought of a lot of those like because you think if, if when i think of like notoriously difficult carb access designs the the number one thing that always comes to mind is the 2002 uh 2001 2000 i think mostly 2002 cr250 aluminum frame hmm. and it's literally like uh it I don't know. It's like six, seven inches wide and the carb is just like right there. And you have to like most people, <laughs> I think, remove. Yeah. have to remove like the swing arm or not the swing arm. The um, the like uh, subframe. subframe. Yeah. yeah. Subframe seat, like shock sometimes. Like, yeah. It's just so ridiculous. that's that literally the it, it actually worked out because I, I haven't the, the carb uh, was probably due for a cleaning anyways. And so, and again, to get the rear shock, I did have to remove the rear, I'd remove the subframe seat off, tank off, 
subframes off wiring is undone because there's like a wiring harness that kind of comes through for the starter everything is like totally disassembled uh i had to disconnect you know like um remove the intake boot from the carb to get the shock out to clear the the reservoir so at that point i was like looking at the carb like well i might as well pull you too and uh so it was a great opportunity to clean the carb shoved everything back in and uh yeah no it it was awesome huge difference feels like a real motorcycle the valving definitely needs work but my we were talking about before i uh my intent was not to to fully disassemble the shock and rebuild it um but i wanted to get the spring right for my weight next weekend i'll probably redo the forks and then i can start thinking about valving and do the whole thing but I don't even yeah. know. I still don't know what's actually in either. So I'm going to see what it looks like when I take apart the the CRF forks. And uh, but yeah, now I got to spin around the block. The lights still don't work. So that's another. <laughs> we'll cross that thing was wild. Light. It's got all the rally like stuff still attached. Yeah, and... keep it. Can I keep it all on? It's got rally yeah, lighting. It. It's got a thousand switches and wires that go nowhere. And uh, someday it's yeah, all going to work. That's but it runs. Buddy. That's Heck okay. yeah, nice. Mondo, I heard you went out and you were uh, on, you did the best thing in life, which is grab some burritos and go hit some twisties. Tell us about it. Yeah. So um, my coworker who also has a zero DS, I was like, Hey, we should go for a motorcycle ride after work since you know we have more daylight with daylight savings time. Whoop, whoop. So we're going to do, uh, it's like, let's go grab some burritos and like ride up into the hills. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it was great. We just like left right after work, headed up into the you know, Oakland Hills, hit up Skyline, Grizzly Peak for all those in the Bay Area that know them. And then rode back down into Berkeley, went to La Mission for some burritos. Oh. And then um, mm-hmm. just hung out What'd at his get? place. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I got a chicharron. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. It was pretty good. I haven't had one before, but it was like... Oh. Was it nice and juicy and saucy and stuff? We've had chicharron quesadillas before in Mexico. Okay. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like um, it's like a super crispy like carnitas. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 So it's just got like you can kind of like chew on it. It's almost not quite mm. jerky, but so good. You know, <laughs> super tasty. And well, then, um, Robert, you remember that time we had chicharron and it was like at the little uh, place in Baja, and she was like, "I have chicharron," and it was the soup. Yeah, I yeah. never ooh, had it ooh, like ooh. that. Like it was like, it wasn't crispy at all. It was just like soupy and really saucy and stuff. Or maybe like it, it was been, a yeah, like they took chicharron and then like put it in a sauce. Right, and, and it was like, like a like cook it down. Oh, it was in like a bowl, and it was like a little bowl, and it was really it had like a, almost like a brown sauce, and it was so damn good. I don't know, maybe that was just her thing. She's like, I take the chicharron and scrape yeah. all the crusty stuff off, and then simmer it in a sauce. It's a versatile, a versatile, mm. underused, underutilized. Oh. Let's say, amen. Yeah, this definitely felt like it was definitely more meat. Like, oh yeah, like, had, had we get the little chunk of meat to attached it. to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, good that's sometimes really you go tasty. to the sometimes yeah. you go to the markets, and when they got the skin fried up, you see, yeah, mm-hmm. they have the little chunks on it. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess essentially like, I guess more like bake it or like yeah i don't know good mix of fat to like some tasty meats hell yeah support it yeah that sounds awesome yeah daylight savings time is no joke when you're up here far up north it's like oh, yeah. oh my god when it switches over you're like yeah 
yes like a lot of people get pissed off because like i had to wake up earlier and i'm like the sun doesn't set until six it's awesome like i get so <laughs> freaking excited when daylight i hope it's done like i heard a lot of back and forth about that i still have no idea what's happening but they said like oregon was gonna stop doing it and they're still doing it and i don't like it uh but yeah now the sun doesn't set until like 7 30 and what the biggest perks to living like way up north is is like in the middle of summer yeah, you, you can yeah. ride till like 10 o'clock, like yeah. up on the mountain. It'll be light, like light enough that you can ride until 10. It yeah. just, well, you just got to go up to Alaska and you can ride like 24 yeah. seven. Oh, yeah. Except when it's snowing even longer. So yeah, but in the summer, it yeah, but in the summer, it's great. You just, and you yeah. just, you go fast enough. The mosquitoes no, can't catch up to you. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I get a snowmobile and I really like it, then I'll be on the, on the ball. But you know what I did with my extra daylight time today was um, I have a, patented auto oil changer system on my uh harley sportster which means it just leaks oil out of the primary and i didn't know this um up until fairly recently i guess or maybe i had heard of it and i just wasn't paying attention but apparently there's yeah a primary and there's an engine and there's oil in both and they're separate which is like a dirt bike and i don't know why they call it a primary and they don't just call it a transmission oil they call it primary oil it's a derby cover it's a i hate all that like i hate all this harley terminology is so so annoying and they put torx bits on stuff do not even get me started <laughs> torx bits belong on german cars where they can stay away from me even though i have a german car now oh man i like torx bits they're pretty nice oh like i like the idea of like hey they're really difficult oh. to strip like you just you just put a torx bit on your on your impact and just you know i think it i think it. it's just like the, the worst the worst torx bit is the one you didn't know was going to be there mm -hmm. and that you don't have a driver for and then you're like what? What? okay what? so it's like Harley's like, okay, here's what we're thinking for engine oil. It's just a gigantic reservoir that sits under the seat. And let's just put oil in there. And when people want to check their oil level, you just take off a little plunger like every other motorcycle. And you look in and you're like, oh, there's oil there. Uh, and it's like literally the oil reservoir tank is like right next to the seat. And you can look at all your oil and you're like, yep, it's milky. Time to change it. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you look uh you look, you're like, oh, you know, can I do the same with the primary? And I'm like looking around, no sight reservoir, no, like apparently they used to have sight reservoirs on iron heads, but then they're like, we don't need those anymore. Hmm. I'm like, why? Like, so you can't see what your level is. So, anyways, it's been leaking oil for cost savings, less parts. <sighs> exactly. Yes. I so the I, I will say the I don't know about the sportsters or like the unit Harleys. I know on the triumphs, the primary is is depending on the year. But typically, it's separate from both the crankcase and the transmission. Um, just hangs out in the gearbox. It is just the it is just the clutch, Weird. the clutch, oh. and the output, you know, output sprocket from the crank live in their own little space. How does uh, the so that that oil only services the primary chain? The chain how does the links. engine drive the clutch? Because you know, like on a Japanese bike, like I'm looking at a Japanese bikes clutch right now. And it's like the the clutch is hanging out. The basket hangs out on the crankshaft, right? Hangs out right there where you get the power. Right. So where where does the crank like where does the clutch live on the Triumph? That's the goal of the primary chain. So the that. primary side, you have uh you have your your crank, right? You have one yep. arm sticking out from your crankshaft. Yep. That has a sprocket. That sprocket via chain drives 
the <sighs> outer sprocket of your clutch basket. I don't like it. And then that engages the transmission. And I'm sure it's uh, the same on the on mm, the Sportsters, on the unit mm, Harleys, I imagine, because I don't, don't do not like. So anyhow, I guess that makes sense because it drives it and you get another, I mean the, another the, drive chain. The nice thing about it is that you get you can use depending on how it's I don't know if they link the transmission and clutch on a Harley or whatever. Some of the the later triumphs they they eliminated the division or there's some transfer between the crankcase and the primary case. So oil flows back and forth, but in, in theory, it allows you to run different oil grades or different oil weights between the three. So you could run like uh, one type of oil for the crankcase, one kind of oil for the chain, one weight of oil for your transmission. And, and a lot of people say that they're like, Oh, well, you know, well, the chain is together. So like you pour oil in, I poured oil where the chain primary chain lives. So right. That's where it's going. Uh, I figure that goes to the same place. I was like, yeah, well, yeah. Here's where I put oil in. Anyways, in, in the primary case. Here's yeah. my gripe. You can look at the oil. You can you can pull it up. I even have a temp dipstick on it. It never gets hot ever because I don't know. It's just good at circulating oil. I guess it has like three liters of oil. It's just asinine how much oil it uses. And uh, and then like and then it has another uh, quart or liter or whatever of. Um, you know, tr transmission fluid is what I'm going to call it. Cause that's what it is. Not primary. This is stupid. I hate it. I hate the terminology, but anyways, to get to it, you have to take off Torx bits to like put oil in. And I'm just like, Oh, interesting. Well, that doesn't motivate me to keep oil on the bike. Like, <laughs> come on, give me a rubber plunger. I'm a dumb asshole. That's, that's the uh, patented Harley trade-in <sighs> uh, mechanism. So, yeah, you, apparently. Do we feel like these bikes were made like this to make it so people just were like, Every 5,000 miles, I have to go get it serviced. And you take it into the dealership and they just have to take everything apart anyways. And then and they, so charge you, like... they charge you $10 for the the rounded out um, Torx bits that you just use an Allen bolt on. They're like, <laughs> and it's just turned around. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Uh, but anyways, I put more... <laughs> I just put 2050 in there. The whole internet is ablaze. Like I only put gear oil in there. And some people oh, are yeah, like, the well, gear I oil. only put, I only put the, I put ATF. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to do 2050. Cause that's canola. I use whale oil. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's the got more 2050. They use dolphin oil. Oh and yeah. The, and the way I see it is if it's leaking oil everywhere, you know, it's a drip drop drip drop every day uh then i just need to keep topping it off every few months or whatever Keeps fresh oil in there that's exactly mm -hmm. what i'm thinking you'll so. never have We've a stuck that game with the van before yeah <laughs> that's a fun game my truck does that too except it burns it but anyhow it's good for the environment too it's good to it's good to send the oil back to where it came from that's what yeah. i'm saying back into the ground that's where and, it wants to be you know just as a last little update for today with what i did with my daylight savings today esperanza my little baby daughter oh, 11 oh, months yeah. old took her very first ride Hell yeah. on the dt175 she we we've been sitting on it a lot lately and she loves to touch all the different metal parts and the shiny stuff and look at her reflection and the backs of the turn signals and on the, the gas cap and so i just like to see what she would do i kicked it a couple times while she was sitting in my kind of sitting in front of me on the seat and she was all about it she was like patting the tank and we got it started and it's not too loud it's kind of a nice nice little thing it doesn't it's low enough to the ground that I can kind of waddle around so we kind of clutched out and like rode you know just 
let it go and stop and go and stop. And she was all about it. And then I just, you know, squeezed her, got her little legs and I squeezed my legs over hers and was able to ride around the, our little side yard a little bit. And she was having a blast. She thought it was super cool. So I'm bro, 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 papa, bro, papa. The baby's on a bike. The baby is on a bike and it's only, I'm sure I'm going to blink and then she's going to be like, daddy, where's my bike? And so, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and speaking get, of which, uh, electric Yamaha now, right? Yeah, I saw that. You know, that was I didn't know this was, you know, just a little bit industry news here. I didn't know this, but Yamaha has a 2.0, so it's not the first version. I thought it was the first version of the electric uh trial bike, TYE. And it looks pretty hot. I'm all about it. They just came out with the 2.0, and trials bikes are I think increasingly moving electric because the courses that they set up are increasingly like in urban areas and stuff. And like, they want to set up all this like urban trials. And I think it's just easier to have trials areas uh, like share with mountain bikers and things like that. Right. When they're right. Not running gas engines. And so I think it's a great boon to the sport. Um, you know, anytime we move more things to electric, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, but I hope it kind of sets them on the track to look at, similar motocross bikes i watched a pretty long interview listened to a long interview on uh podcast gypsy tales with the Starkvarg uh guy uh whatever his name is and that is going to be a really interesting one to watch uh you know kind of my next little news tidbit is like Starkvarg. you know the Starkvarg is like people when it first came out they're like mm, i don't know about this thing but the more that that guy and maybe he's just got the silver tongue i don't know and I'm gullible, but the more that guy talks about, you know, bringing this electric motocross bike to the market, like I, I think it's going to happen. I don't. Have you guys seen it, Der Starkvard? No. Oh no, no, I have not. Oh man, you guys are missing out. It's pretty hot, hot news in the dirt world. Uh, it's like a sixty, like the base model makes like sixty horsepower, and the top model makes like eighty. It turns like some god awful amount, like five hundred foot pounds of torque or something. And uh, the people that they've been having ride it, I don't remember what riders they had on it. They're like, this is it, dude. This is the like, this is better than the Alta. This is better than anything that we've had before. It's like base. The chassis design is perfect. The suspension is like dot is like really really nice. Uh, and people say it's it's going to be the future. So yeah. I've been listening to the the founder uh, talk more about the stuff uh, it, on different outlets, and I think I think it's going to be legit. I, I think they. They have the history. He's got a little bit of business history uh, with filling. He's talking about filling large orders. He started like a tent company in Europe, like selling like moto tents and like expanded like an insane amount over the course of a couple of years and just seems to have the right business experience that Alta just unfortunately did not. Uh, And the chassis design looks really solid. I mean, everything on it looks really polished. So they have like a pre-order up right now. You can put down like a hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or something, and they'll they'll you know deliver one to you. And they're saying twenty twenty three, uh, but it looks pretty legit. I'm looking at it now. It looks it's a, not a bad looking bike. No, it's it, yeah, it's and you know the big reason for the Starkvarg being successful um, is you know it's always tough to like throw your weight behind or like you know believe that any of these independent manufacturers are going to actually be able to come out with stuff. But I mean, these guys like they have some pretty heavy hitters with like engineers in terms of like people who have worked in the industry for a while. And you can tell that it was designed by 
not necessarily like electrical engineers or like e-bike engineers but it was it was designed and engineered by people who really like ride dirt bikes so it looks pretty dang sweet you know it look it remind it has a lot of the same features and kind of like feel of an alta it kind of looks like mm-hmm. but it does it, yeah it looks like a lot of design similar design cues but the guy who's heading it up the the ceo is has got like actual business and industry experience so it might be the one to watch. It's going to be a developing yeah. story. I think everyone is kind of just like, oh, we'll wait and see. Uh, a lot of the news channels and podcasts I listen to have have talked about it, and it's just been kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But like, I think in the coming year, especially the end of this year, early early, you know, Q1 2023, like it's good. It's going to be pretty big to watch. I think it's going to be a pretty big deal. I'll Talk tell you about what, how what? it's almost 2023, and I still write 2020 on all my dates. Dang it. <laughs> Their last two last years two didn't don't count. exist. They're just yeah. gone. Poof. Yeah, I'm all about it. I I'm, I don't know. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the literature now, and it's uh, they're claiming the lightest foot pegs in the world. The world's lightest, but twenty percent stronger <laughs> and uh, lighter, somehow lighter than titanium. Uh, yeah, they look pretty know. slick. It's so magic. Hmm. Well, there's a, t- a there's a ton of carbon stuff on it. There's also a I phone. Yeah, you get a phone with it. It's like the the it's um, like the Tesla. Of, uh... Yeah, exactly. Like it's the the like all the data, like the speedometer, all that stuff is all um all like built into a Android phone that you just get with the price of the bike i don't know it's pretty crazy and they're like it's also plug it in when you're on the bike or does it like yeah it like locks it locks into place and then they're like it's also a phone like he's uh swedish he's like it's also a phone he's like hello ikea (laughs) i'm looking at it as an order while serving exclusively as the bike display (laughs) cool uh i guess that makes sense because it's like phones are so so commoditized it's like right you have all the hardware there that you need Totally. Yeah. Why not? Totally Say right here with the press of a button, it is a fully functioning smartphone. Totally, you just pop it out. Yeah. It's like, I it know looks people that would slick. buy those for like the conference rooms at the office to like do the check in, reserve this room. And yeah, it's yeah. like way cheaper to just buy like a cheap. Oh, yeah. Totally. Cheap something, cheap little tablet. Uh, yeah. So they've had, uh, it looks like Seb Tortelli, Josh Hill, Matt Rabadow. Uh, I don't know that guy, but anyway, Josh I, real, Hill, I know. Real quick, not to interrupt, but I'm just like reading through about the smartphone thing, not to yeah. derail it. <laughs> but there's, I just, there's, so they're saying if, if the premium use, you get, you get not only a smartphone, but it actually comes with an international SIM card uh, for 24 seven in more than 150 countries. And you oh can use God. it as your personal phone if you want. See, there you go. Hey, it's SIM, like it's ready to go. It's like yeah. free service. That's pretty <laughs> slick. I don't know. You must have to pay for the service. Yeah, I'm sure. I wonder if I it's mean, like, most yeah. Cars are kind of going to like, you just lease this car forever. Like, right. Yeah. It's just a payment plan. It's crazy. Yeah. There's no, like, the the more electronic cars are getting, the more it's like, we still own this and you just get to use it. Leasing <laughs> technology. No one could ever, ex- no one can ever explain a lease to me and, and it makes sense to me. I'm like, why would you do it, that? It only makes sense if you always want to have like a new car that's not I more than like guess. two or three years old. That, that's the only reason. Like, we have some folks that lease a, um, like an electric car, but it's the cost of the lease is like, it was like under a hundred dollars a month. So it was just or, like, it was like 300 no. bucks a month. Or it something. was really, really low. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, you can drive this car for two years and it's like way cheaper than gas. Cause mm. it's electric. And then yeah. like, 
then you don't have to deal with the maintenance on electric car. Uh, yeah. I pay zero dollars. I pay zero dollars a month for my truck, and I rarely exceed three hundred dollars a month in gas. So you're gonna must be nice. try again, electric manufacturers. You would if you lived in California. Really? <laughs> Seven dollars. Yeah, but the the Stark Mark. One of the interesting things too is that what I at least I thought was really interesting is that they're using the battery, the motor itself, as a stress member. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's oh, pretty yeah. interesting and it uses a carbon fiber like carbon fiber skid plate mm-hmm. it's got a bunch of carbon fiber bits guards it's what and you want in a it. skid plate <laughs> yeah I, I, actually, I would not want a carbon fiber skid plate because it's just gonna shatter that's what i would think too i mean they're really trying to you sell get one. this thing <laughs> the yeah, battery like, it'll work really one good skid. one time yeah and then like you have the, to keep buying more the range i guess that's how they get you the mm. range the battery life things like that it's definitely appealing to like motocross people it's not yeah. really maybe trail riding but mostly motocross and uh you know honestly it'd be it'd be awesome to see these things lined up at supercross and at motocross events and things like that so i don't know i I just really think this is one one to watch the stark uh line and i'm I'm sure they'll come out with others if this is successful uh and at 11.9 like honestly that's what most kdms and huskies are coming out for now so you know it's it's priced honestly pretty competitively so i just thought that that's an ongoing one uh that is is really interesting and kind of cool to watch yeah uh i saw an electric bike last weekend when i was at the 50th annual desert 100 in odessa washington uh i saw actually a lot of interesting stuff i don't think i posted in the discord yet but there i saw a cub and it was like in prime prime shape they were ripping around in the dirt on it uh, and I was like, hell yeah, that's Wait, where like I'm... a super cub. Uh, what's like the crane? one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. That's crazy. I'll, uh, I got to send a picture of it, but yeah, it was a super cub and it was like leaned on top of a bunch of other bikes, like pit bikes and stuff. No, not a, <laughs> wait, no, not a, super of a passport. No. What's the, Oh my god! Like a scooter. Not the cub. We can just run through. Okay, hold on. The the goofy Honda one that it we were just talking about is like super desirable. The Moto Compo? The go- uh, no, the, the no. The Navi desirable, but yeah. No. The monkey? No. It's okay, so it's a Honda. It's a Honda. It, listen, It'll run. Listener game. CC90, CC70. Uh, no, 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 no. It's and it's got like the unibody design. It looks super goofy. It looks is like it the it's Navi? For, no. The new one? No, it's old. It's old. It was only made in the eighties. Eighties, MB five. No. Oh man, this is killing me. <laughs> Great someone, Honda knowledge. Everyone. Someone at home. Someone at home is listening. Like it's the God. What are you doing? No, it's the. Uh, oh man, it's hideous, and it's like a two-stroke. The scooter, the thing that we were talking about last time, the uh, the big bulky like future scooter. Yeah, future scooter. What's that? Um. That's outside my realm of Honda knowledge. Dang it. Danny, Danny, you know what these are. These are like the thing that everyone wants. Send a picture of it in somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Text it to me. And then I will announce <laughs> Danny, the you're our moped guy. It's basically a moped. Guys, we're doing this live. Come yeah, on. And I'll tell you exactly what it is if I get to see it. Anyways, I saw it, and it That's was like awesome. The rest of the time. Uh, but I have to say, like, this was my first Desert 100. It was definitely... Um, pretty crazy to see like the sheer first of all i got in pretty late on saturday night and it was crazy to see it was a cub i'm sorry okay oh no no oh the easy 90 yep 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The easy. That's what we're talking. About. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's, no, that's, we, the nose from uh, the, two from the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, that was the highlight. Really, that's pretty. Was seeing a Honda Cub and they're just like shredding around in the dirt on it. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so I got in Saturday night and I got in pretty late. And a, a couple friends of mine actually who came from here in town uh, saved a spot for me. And oh my god, there were. Like I had known that it was a pretty big event, um, but I think they said like there was like 5,000 people and it's just in the middle of the desert, like in the sagebrush mm-hmm. in Eastern Washington. And it is just like insane amounts of people, just like stacks of RVs. They have this small camp, but they just like, like stack them all together. And so I had to like squeeze in between like with my truck camper and barely got a spot. And it's just insane how many people were there. Um, it is like almost like a burning man of like the motor world. I feel like <laughs> people but come like, in the week before, set up the camp. Oh yeah, like people spot. Yeah, people get there on the like Thursday and, and stuff. And like it was like people were there, and it was just ridiculous. Like everyone was yeah yeah going with the libations, and everyone was you know getting pretty buck wild. And, uh, when I got there, I just remember like pulling up and some guy is like half naked, like in the middle of the road with just a 450. He's like, he's like, just bouncing off the rev limiter. I'm just like, what is happening? And there's like signs, like people have like couches that they just brought and like put in the desert. They're just sitting in the dirt and then they're like, have a big fire around it. And they're like, bounce off the rev limiter and we drink. And people are just passing like, it was nuts. Like there's just a ton of people there. I think a lot of people go to just party and oh, whatnot. Sure. And yeah, anyways. Be in tip top racing shape. The next it, that's what I'm sure. saying. So I'm like, well, I'm going to take it easy. Um, but I went out um, the week before that was my race. And like definitely the week of the race, the Desert 100, I was not really prepping. I hadn't really worked out much and I hadn't drank a lot of water. So I was like going into this and the night before I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, but I was telling the guys I was staying with, I was like, I would have just signed up for the poker run, but no, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. And I was like, I'm going to give it my shot. And, um, so I wake up the next morning, get everything together. They have like this, you know, a ton of vendors. So I was able to get breakfast, saw the Honda cub and, um, it was actually kind of hard to sleep because like two people, two camps down, they're like, no, fuck you, Bob. I don't give a fuck. They're just like yelling and fighting and stuff. It was pretty crazy. And uh, anyway, so the next morning I like get my breakfast and get out there. The um, The sheer amount of people that like line up to race is just nuts. I mean, like they they said they were doing it in two waves, which I guess they probably did. And it was just like an insane, they do like a parade and you just roll through and oh my God, there's hundreds of bikes like in front of you, behind you. And you're just like, you know, putting along. Um, There was like, people were trying to hit the side of the road. Like imagine like it's a road and it's got like little goalies under it and they're trying to hit the goalies and like jump the goalies while they're in the parade (laughs) and people are just eating shit already. And it's just crazy, you know, just nuts we get out to the start line and I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's like a mile and a half long start line. Um, and it chokes into one point. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh man, here we go. So 
I should back up a little bit and say too, like I got the bike prepped and in the last minute I was like, I only had my big hydration pack and I was like, ah, they, someone was like, oh, it's going to be 25 mile loops. Uh, and I was like, you know, 25 miles, like I can do fine. I'll just not bring a hydration pack, uh, which was the first big mistake. Mm-hmm. And so we're rolling out, we get out. I like set my bike up. They're like, do you have a kickstand? I'm like, no. And they, so they give you like a piece of wood and like you stick oh, the yeah, piece right, of wood in right. and you put it on. And like, I set up everything and I'm like, all right, here we go. And like, I walk back and my friend who lives here in town was also racing. And so he sets his up and I'm just literally like, you can see like a mile down and like half a mile down the other way. It's just bikes just as far as you can see. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to run. Like, I'm just going to walk. I'm just taking this easy because I'm I'm not like in a hundred percent shape and I just want to finish this thing. So like we line up. And they fire a cannon and like everyone runs. I'm like, okay. And I, I get excited. So I'm like, you know, not full sprint, but like running to the bike. <laughs> and uh, I ran to the wrong bike. It was, like another, <laughs> it was like another Yamaha. And I'm like, oh shit. And I like look around. I'm like, wait, no, that's not my bike. And I like go to another wrong bike. And I'm like, oh, there I am. And I'm like, oh, so that you could, I was already like, oh, I don't know if I was there. <laughs> the first the first couple miles of the race, I was feeling amazing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I was just, you know, wanted to do better than last time or what it was. Um, but I was like passing people like crazy. There were some really like slow pokes kind of starting out the race, the smart people. And I was like, wah, 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 just poking, picking lines around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are taking some of the center lines and I'm just picking like little outside lines. And then we get to the first, like, it's not even a hill climb. It's just like a hill Oh my gosh. And it is just mayhem. Like people are climbing up, falling over. People are running over other people. I'm like looking over. It's like (laughs) saving private Ryan. Like there's just cloud and smoke everywhere. There's just dust. It's just silt dust. So there's silt dust everywhere. You're literally in a cloud of silt dust and you cannot see more than like 50 feet on each side. And people are just eating it. And I was laughing because like, I was literally on someone's back tire, like, and I like bumped it. I'm like, go, I'm like, come on, like, just go up the hill. It's not a big hill. I was like, go, go, go. And like trying to get around them, like bumping the rear tire and like finally get around them, get over this first hill and start to try to like, there's like kind of the entire race course. There was like a center kind of two track. And then on the outsides, there was single track. The two track was obviously faster and more wide open and it was kind of whooped. Um, but the outside was like more single track. It was a little more technical. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to take the single track and no one was taking it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is great. Like I have my own little outside line. Um, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, it was just nuts. There was just so much chaos. We got to the first hill climb about mile, like I think mile one or two. And there's already people like off their bike, just like, oh <gasps> <gasps> like laying down, like freaking out, you know, so there were people with bikes wouldn't start and stuff. And there was not a like particularly challenge. None of the climbs were like super. There was one climb that was a little challenging, but most of the hill climbs were like pretty straightforward. You just kind of pick a line and just go up mm-hmm. it. But people were just falling all over the place. People running people over. People were like jumping over each other's bikes and stuff. It was just total panic. Pneumonium. you know there's hundreds of riders being funneled from a mile and a half down to like just a, a course that's maybe uh like i think it's as wide as you want it to be because there were some times i took pretty outside lines mm-hmm. but like most of the people are racing within like a hundred foot area right so it's just cra- it's just nuts and uh so <laughs> like, like ripping up this sunday 
Yeah, no, exactly. The desert race. Yeah. Desert desert races in Southern California. Totally. It's exactly like that. And it's really cool because it's the 50th year of it, but they've been doing it um, for a really long time. And, you know, it's been something that is, uh, has been, you know, a really cool tradition. So anyhow, um, sorry, I got a text, uh, but yeah, it was just total pandemonium. You're like climbing up all this stuff. And when you get up to the you know top of the hill, you still, you see people like parked and it's like mile two, three, and they're just parked on the side. They're like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, whatever. So I'm going the first like eight or nine miles. I'm feeling really good. And as I'm approaching like mile nine, uh, the pack is kind of thinning out, but it's still pretty like wide. There's still quite a, quite a few people. And, um, so I go and like, I'm taking this single track and someone, I don't know, I, I was taking one and it kind of like came into one, like it was a Y junction. Mm-hmm. And as I come down into it, a guy just barrels right into me, like super hard. He took like a bad line or something and he, and he kind of popped off and he just like, goosh, and like hits me super hard. And I went off the bike pretty hard. I was Damn. like out, I was on the ground and I was like, you know, ugh. I was like, uh, and then that's, that's when it started hitting me. I started feeling really tired. Uh, I don't know. I got hit pretty hard and got up. Uh, it went another few miles, like was still feeling pretty good. And then oh, just like literally the exact same thing. A dude like cascades, he like hits another dude. And then he runs into me, rams into my front, like knocked my bark buster down. And I'm just like on the ground, just like, okay, now I'm really tired. I'm never going to like race one weekend after another. And so, yeah, it was from there. I think I had definitely gotten pretty dehydrated and, you know, I was, I was really feeling it. My left hand was cramping up a bit. I was still feeling pretty good, like able to keep pace and I was in line to, to make my second lap. So, you know, obviously it wasn't 25 miles. I ended up being the full 50 mile. Mm-hmm. And I get to like, uh, probably like race mile 30 and I'm just like really starting to feel it. I take a rest and, um, I'm like going down this one section. I remember it was like a really fast section and I like look down to the left and I see a water bottle and it like hit me how thirsty I was and I like jump <laughs> off the race course and I'm like, grab the water bottle out of the dirt. I was like, yoink, someone like dropped it off their pack or something. Like, was it like, sealed? It? I don't know. I just, I, I was like. Every store I know about a water bottle in the desert is like it's filled with vodka and it was the parents' water bottle. <laughs> I mean, it definitely <laughs> wasn't, I don't think. He would have known. Right. And yeah, <laughs> so that was awesome. There was little moments like that. Um, the hill climbs, though, were all like it. what sucked and what really kind of was slowing me down was like every hill climb was just jammed up and I would stop at mm. the bottom and look and people were like running into each other. Like I had gotten run into, they were like flipping over the side, like launching their bikes up and stuff. It was just, just total chaos. Yeah. Um, and there was like a bunch of like the promoters put in a bunch of bridge, um, like bridge crossings and stuff. And like, it was just, it just seemed dumb because it was like funneling hundreds of riders down into one width, you know? Mm -hmm. So there was like lots, but I did get stuck next to a guy on a Husky cross. uh, And it was, it was badass. It was was like, dude, that thing's awesome. And he was like super focused and he's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, well, you know, this is pretty cool. I know what I got, but I did see another, I did see another Husky cross that was not him. And he was trying to like climb one of the climbs and was just having a hell of a time with it. And I was like, 
Ooh, that looks pretty rough. Um, one of the most humbling moments though was definitely getting passed by all the Africa twins and like T sevens <laughs> around like mile 35, 40. I was like really beat and just had totally run out of stamina and, uh, just like getting passed by like an Africa twin is just like, Oh my God. And thinking about some of the climbs, like they weren't like crazy technical, but it mm -hmm. was pretty impressive to see some of the adventure bikes make it up there. So that was pretty nuts. It was definitely more technical course. I was definitely thinking of like, Oh, this is going to be like a day in Baja two track where it's like open wide, fast rocks, but like you can hit it just super hard. And this, it was definitely not that there was definitely some pretty technical whoop sections and all kinds of other stuff. So it was a little more challenging than I thought it would be, but the big heartbreaking moment was there was a check, I think around mile 45 and I like switched over to reserve just about a mile before. And I got to the promoter, like he was ticketing me and marking my helmet tag. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I was like, dude, I'm like almost out of gas. What's the net? Like how much longer do we have? And he's like, you're at 45. Like you only have five miles left. I was like, okay. And I think I tried to ride a little too conservatively. I like mm -hmm. rode really high in the gear, like fourth, fifth gear. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of lugging it a lot. And I think because I wasn't, I should have been actually just going at it and going yeah. hard. I ran out of gas at mile 47 and a half. And it was like 40, 47, 47 and a half. And I was so bummed. I was still a long ways from the next checkpoint. And from about mile 40 until where I stopped, there were like bikes propped up against trees and it propped up against like telephone poles and stuff. And you could just tell like a <laughs> bunch of people were running out of gas because I think the climbs, like people weren't anticipating, you know, having to rev out and use all that. And so I ran out at 47.5 and then I had to push the, um, I actually pushed the bike about a mile, which was pretty brutal. I was like, God damn it. I pushed it up a hill and then rode coasted down then up another hill. And I got down to the road uh, and at the road, I was just like, man, I think my race is over. And I was really bummed. It was, it was approaching like the three hour mark. And I was like, Ugh, yeah, I don't know if they're, I don't know if I'm going to get in time. Even if I do, one of the promoters was like, Hey, I'm going to go back to the camp and I can grab you some premix. I was like, cool. So we went back and by the time we did that though, I crossed, I think I crossed somewhere near the four hour mark and it pushed me over. And oh. so I wasn't able to do a second lap. So I did get this really cool. Grab it really quick. I love this. They gave me this. Uh, you almost finished the Desert 100. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they were like, oh, don't worry. A bunch of people don't finish, and you can trade this for your shirt. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to finish your shirt. I, I want this. I want this goofy medal so I can hang it up and think about next year. Yeah. So yeah, it was so much better than the shirt. <laughs> it is. I really like it. It's funny. And there were actually quite a few people like I packed up, got done, and there were still first lap people crossing the line. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it. I don't know if this was just a tougher year than other years because I've watched tons of footage from it. And I've never seen these climbs. I've seen the whoop sections, but mm -hmm. like never seen these climbs. And uh, some of them, there was like a loose shale climb that was pretty tricky. Um, it took it took me a couple tries to get up. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that's there every year or what it is. My my big like, highlight. It's people's first it? time getting back out after the pandemic or like yeah. Yeah. a big thing. Like they might've done a little, little writing here and there, but spent a lot of time hiding inside, not working out. I guess. <laughs> I guess cardio low. <laughs> a cardio, it was definitely cardio low that, that week for me. I definitely did not get on the exercise bike as much as I should have. 
and I was definitely slacking out with my hydration and I definitely paid the price. I was like, what they don't tell you is like when you're racing, you're trying to like, I sometimes when I'm going, I like have to oh, I do some deep breaths, kind of like chill myself out and think level headed while I'm racing. Um, but if you open your mouth, like literally the entire, my entire mouth was coated with silt because there's just Ugh. so much silt from the race. And like in that first couple miles where it's just, hundreds of riders like vying positions for you like need a mask on <laughs> it was crazy well i mean i have the helmet it just like it gets under it so mm-hmm. it was nuts yeah it was just it was wild i had so much fun but i definitely like mile 30 35 i just i just totally hit a wall and i think that had to do a lot with my hydration and yeah. just not racing the weekend before if i would have known i would have for sure either done the poker run or put it off but right I'm glad I tried and 25 mile laps. Like that's a big difference. You're like thinking you're almost there. Yeah. And you're only halfway. Yeah. <laughs> like when I big... got to mile, when I got to mile 30, I was like, these aren't 25 mile laps. I know <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still up until that point though. I felt so good. My time was actually pretty good. I was averaging much faster than I did at the hair scramble. Nice. Um, but after that, it just, it just, ah, oh, man, I just totally hit a wall and, yeah, it's it's all right. I talked to some more people there and they're like, you know, not everyone gets it their first year and yeah, not everyone gets it like any year. So they're like, just come back next year, it'll be ready. And it really highlights, I think, uh thinking about that race and thinking about like the hair scramble, it really highlights the fact that like I need to just be out there riding the bike for mm-hmm. like three, three and a half hours at a time. Like right. it doesn't matter what I do, I just need to be in the saddle, like really getting that endurance time because no matter how much I exercise and like stay in my core, you know, heart rate where I'm supposed to be or like do some hit or do like whatever I do at home just isn't going to equate to saddle time. Mm -hmm. So, and what's really nice is now we're in the season where everything's thought out. Mount Emily is thawed um, and it's looking pretty good up there. So I'm able to get Get riding in right (laughs) outside of my, like in my backyard. So anyways another big learning experience i have three more weeks until my next race so just kind of a time to buckle down and take care of stuff and be ready for that nice yeah well you did it yeah it was my desert 100 i almost did it that's what this well yeah i almost finished the desert 100 (laughs) i'll be back next year i'm definitely gonna finish next year so that's all good that means if it was a 50 mile lap you just do two laps to to finish right yeah yeah and if i would have been if i wouldn't have run out of gas i probably would have still forced myself to do the second lap and at least finished you know uh but it was just yeah it was just too late they force you after a certain point to take that just to take the the 50 mile the half right Cause they don't want you on the course for like nine hours. <laughs> and it's like nighttime and Come then they got to drag you, off. you and... pretty much. I know that they'll let people go for like eight hours or something, but I think it's pretty re I think I would have probably been able to get it done in like five and a half, six, mm-hmm. um, which still is pretty slow, but you know, it is what it is. And I'll be a lot, I'll be a lot better hydrated at the very least for next year. Yeah. That's good. You just need to wear a still suit and then you don't have to worry. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, just exactly. Keep going. Yeah, it was. I mean, that I don't, I still am trying to find like, I have, I had a hydration pack that I used for the um, hair scramble. I just, I didn't like. And I have a really big mm. one that I like for trail days and for practice. But I'm looking for one that's like a little bit lighter that I could use for, 
for racing would be hmm. really nice, but yeah, it's pretty low on the list of things to do. I'll probably just get another Walmart. <laughs> there you just, go. I don't know. So yeah, it was a learning experience. <sighs> like everything else. Yeah. You just do it and you never know until you do it. That's for sure. It's, it's a very unique experience, but it was rad. And I hope you're going to be there next year. Uh, Robert. Yeah, I will. I'll be there. I'll be there probably on my XR 400. Yeah. Appropriately sprung. I will. My, Hell so, cause yeah. my, my like grand desire slash vision is of course to, to do the ultimate, which is ride to the desert 100 Crazy. race in the desert 100 ride home on the, well, the dual bike. the dual sports only do 50 miles desert, a couple thousand right yeah yeah like, the life. desert 2100 <laughs> yeah the the dual sports i think only do the 50 miles uh right. with the old timers and the and the kids so i don't know if any of the kids do or to be one of the people on a husky cross do uh, it the vintage does 50 miles too. just bouncing bouncing with twin shocks up a, like ah yeah. <laughs> why did i do this but yeah no i'll be there next year heck yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be, i'll not bring water club. and uh i'll get some sleep ahead of time yeah sleep would have been good water not doing a race the week before <laughs> i'm just not there physically probably to be doing stuff like that so we can we'll come get Danny there. can sleep four we can be your <laughs> breakfast lunch dinners central okay heck we're yeah. gonna get danny out there on the xr 200 i gotta say like um yes of course he's welcome to it's actually on the stand right now i'm fixing the shifting issue finally but uh i have to say like uh that part of washington too like the loop went it kind of zigzagged but it went over a pretty large area of of eastern washington and i don't know what it is but that open like sage prairie is like kind of really growing on me i really dig it i really dig it out there it's pretty gotta protect it that's pretty neat. Yeah, I don't know how much the Desert 100 does that, but I mean, at least we're on a course, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm gonna try not to get hit next time. That'd be great, and then you know, hydrate and yeah. be in better shape. So, anyways, that's yeah, pretty cool. So we are here at our new favorite, or at least my favorite. I really dig it. The Pandemic Moto Insanity Game. This is where we have two picks and we explain the picks. And then we try to guess what the costs of uh, these bikes are because everything is really crazy. And I am frequently tempted to like, maybe I should sell that bike. But I'm like, eh. then what do I buy if I sell it? You know, <laughs> just yeah, what do you what do you roll that money into? That's what I'm saying. I after riding on the um, DT175 with Esperanza, though, I am still just really pining for a dt 400 mm-hmm. and like i would trade the wr uh 250 for a dt 400 i think that seems uh, like i mean i feel like that's a that's a pretty yeah a, a lot yeah. more bike for something somebody would be vintage. doing good on that trade yeah i think but so if you, I, th- I think i feel like because that wr is in pretty good shape cosmetic it is yeah well and it's uh, in and great the motor's rebuilt. in great shape yeah, yeah so right i feel like you could that'd be good trade fodder for like a pretty pristine uh, I would even take a, I'd even take a mono shock here. I just kind of want a four. Yeah, I just want something big, early and two stroke. That's street legal. Yeah, yeah, That's right. Um, I'll kick this round off. I mine are kind of like pretty mundane picks, um, but the prices, well, I'll just I'll just say it. they're pretty mundane picks, and uh, I, was, I was a little surprised. <laughs> my dad, I sent the video of Esperanza. My dad, he's like, 
need to rig a harness for her so you can have her <laughs> on the anyways like the baby bjorn yeah, yeah we have that baby i mean maybe i will bjorn. she's pretty good at gripping the tank already so Moto, Moto bjorn. yeah there you go all right let's see here window oh my god bjorn to be wild <laughs> um this was my can't share my screen Oh, is oh, it the man. permissions thing? Doing the thing. If, if you bring it into Chrome, you can share. That's Chrome, what we did Chrome. last time. I remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can share a tab. Oh yeah. All right. Share a tab. That's like what it wants you to do too. This was mm-hmm. my first bike. <clears throat> it was a 1976 oh, yeah. Honda XL250. Ooh. Very similar. It might even be the same one. I don't know. This one might run. <laughs> <laughs> this one might not have a welded kickshaft on. Uh, but here you go. It's a 1976 Honda XL250. It's been rebuilt by the previous owner, sat in the garage for a long time, I've had it for a few years, but now it's time for another to enjoy it. So what do you think that people are enjoying this 1976 Honda XL250 at? $3,200. Okay. Going 2K. 2, Going 2K. 2,000. Mondo Singh, $2,800. Danny? I said $2,500. 500 i bought this bike for uh 600 bucks it didn't idle and if i would have been smart enough to order a card rebuild kit or listen to robert when he told me to do that then i would have been enjoying it but i'll tell you what i wouldn't have been enjoying is paying four thousand dollars <laughs> no way thousand dollars for so robert is the closest Damn. That's a point on the board just ridiculous i mean it is a cool bike and yeah. i, I I, always I think the clean like, garage oh, makes it look more expensive. It's in really good shape. It, yeah. that, it is, a, it is the, a good shape, but I feel like front, right? That's it, not, uh, it's not like, that's not, no, it has a 21. Yeah. yeah. It's not my blue tarp <laughs> special from last time. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's living two different, two different worlds. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let me get this other one queued up. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's just just silly. That uh, two thousand bucks would be super fair. I feel like twenty five is even. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, I guess. But like, yeah, negotiate a little yeah, bit. Four thousand bucks. You could get and a lot here's, more. And here's what I got. It is a two thousand three Harley Davidson Sports twelve hundred. Uh, this is in Haines, a little teeny tiny town. Uh, we were actually in uh, Haines when we picked yeah. up that U-Haul. Alaska. Mm. Uh, Haines, Oregon. Oh. A little yeah. teeny tiny west of North Powder. And this is the hundredth uh, anniversary, so that's fun. It's okay. hasn't even changed that Does much. Does it have a little barrel on its neck like the cute dogs do up there? It's uh, like a toolkit, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like they put a little toolkit on the forks. It's got the weird little like uh, car bra tank thing where you don't scuff the bottom of your tank with your mm. I don't know nuts or whatever. I don't really understand why that's there. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Uh, it's chrome. It's extremely chrome. It's so, very chrome. Wants you to know so about it. Chrome. Uh, it's got some saddlebags, and you could take it. It does have a two two up seat. So if you want to take mm. it out with Boating your best five thousand flat. Jamie's got five on it. Mm. Go sixty six, 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 I said six thousand five hundred. Danny, what'd you say? That was six thousand two hundred. I'm gonna say forty two hundred. Oh, forty two hundred. So I paid for my two thousand one with uh, less than ten thousand miles. So similar miles as this one. I paid uh, two thousand eight hundred dollars. This one could be yours for the low low price of six thousand dollars. 
get Oof. the hell out of here. I think yeah. that is Danny. Danny, yeah. yeah. Two hundred. Yeah. It is the hundred year anniversary. So that's yeah. to bump Not up much that. has changed. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm sure it's still, got some nice eagle slow. engravings on it. <laughs> yeah. Live to rot. Yeah. They got a lot of those. They sneak them in there too. And skulls too. I, I was pulling skulls out of corners of my bike. Like, where did you, <laughs> how did you get in here? That's weird. Who's, who? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take oh. the, uh, take the reins here. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, let's see. So, oh, I love is, it. Oh, that sissy bar. Reaching yeah. for the sky. I thought there was a second yeah. set of handlebars in the front right there. But it was just oh, a shadow. shadow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, Whoa. Damn. Get, get your tuck on. What this golf is, clubs on there? Uh, for the <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what it looks like. This is a chopper mini bike. It's got a four horsepower engine. The motor runs. It's got, oh, you can't see it. Maybe oh you can kind of see it in this picture. I was just gonna say, let me show you this. It's got a wheelie bar. Yeah, you got the <laughs> twisty sissy bar. You got the wheelie bar. You would have had were, a rear rack. You were ready for it. Yeah, you got a rear rack for your milk crate. You got it all. Coleman chopper. Uh, wheelie bar needs brakes. Debatable. Yeah. Someone found that out the hard way. Uh, also, I believe it's hands. resting, not unlike on Jordan's bike bricks. at the Desert 100, on uh, a little uh, piece of wood or some bricks. Uh -huh. yep. uh, and uh. this could be yours uh, if the price is right. What do you think? What do you think for Ooh. this chopper mini bike? Uh, I'm going to say I'll, I'll start this. Wow, Jamie's saying uh, sorry. Coming in hot. <laughs> wow, I like right it. out of the gate. I'm going to say uh, $950. Ooh. Okay, okay. $1,800. Look at these brand new grips. Brand new grips. Oh, I sorry. They go on a bicycle. Brand new Hours. zip ties. Brand new zip ties on the. Uh... I'm, I'm going to go 1200. 1200. Okay. I like that, the footrests. I love yeah, it. Just, yeah, you got the footrests well, up here. Oh you got a chain tensioner that is definitely not functioning. To <laughs> not doing chain. anything. Well, this could be yours for the very low price of $300. No way! Call them now, Project <laughs> Bike. It's actually like, that's pretty decent. Yeah, that's what I'll I'm saying. Take. I think so, I, take a point. Yeah. I maintain things are coming back. This thing's about been, been up for 12 days. No one's go gone that. to pick it up. It's a SFV. It I, just, I think I may have to. It's got, you could make multiple mini bikes out of this one mini bike. It's, it's got all you need. <laughs> my my neighbor has one tire. that like, didn't have brakes and I rode it and he's like, yeah, it's pretty sketchy. Like, oh yeah, man. It's kind of hard to stop. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, sketchy like, if you don't like going fast. Like the, the next week he's like, Oh, I had a break. He's like, doesn't do anything. <laughs> cool. All right. Now this, this I was next driving. bike. Sorry, go ahead. I was say I have a story about not having brakes. So I was driving ahead of Volkswagen rabbit and I was driving across the golden gate bridge to move to Portland to live with Jordan, Chris and the light came on in my car, and I texted Danny a photo because we had the same car at the time. I was like, Danny, what does this, this light mean? It's this, like, brakes issue. So I drove from the south side of the Golden Gate Bridge to Sonoma without braking um, yeah. to get to my mom's house to be able to check what was going on. And it turns out that the brake sensor had gotten loose and just needed to get, like, plugged back in. But I was, like, a very terrifying like freeway drive of like an hour of time. Like, can I break? Yeah. <laughs> Very impressed. I love yeah. this thing. I All right. Buy it. Now this Robert, next bike, <laughs> this next bike is, uh, it's, a, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, let me pop over here. That's a DR350. 
I think so. So the ad says DR250 looks an awful lot like a 350, but I think it is one of those years where they look pretty indistinguishable Coo-coo. without going up and like kicking the motor. Um, <laughs> this is, and I'm going to say it now. This one brought a little bit of a, a tear to my eye. They also say it's an 88, which it definitely 100% is not. No. Um, <laughs> say it's a 90. 98, I could see. Um, Cause they carry over. It's got the same tank and everything. As everybody knows, I love DR350s. By extension, I therefore love DR250s. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <clears throat> what is the seat made of? Uh, uh, d- d- it would be crumbling foam. But... Crumbling fake leather. Uh, yeah. All right. Suzuki Dirt Bike All Caps Projects. Plural, but it's just one. Suzuki DR250. One dirt bike project. We'll make excellent trail bike or racer if you make the necessary upgrades. A great father-son or father-daughter bonding experience culminating maybe in an Akatio Wells off-road weekend this spring. Mm-hmm. Reconnect with your kid. Drop the cell phone and iPad and go back to the man cave for some fun. Teach the young guppy about mechanics and have fun doing it. Rediscover what you discovered so long ago. Teach the young guppy about kicking that thing five million <laughs> times. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That's right. They, they are my eye when I read this ad. They are asking um way too much at eight hundred dollars for this thing. <laughs> really? I'm gonna go it's LA. I'm gonna go fifteen hundred. You're probably oh, right. I was gonna say five hundred. Five hundred. We got eight hundred. That's what should I go two thousand. Ooh, oh my God. All right. Now, well, poetics really help it. This is priced at a very uh, affordable, reasonable father, son, or father daughter price. Or mother daughter? Seven hundred. Yeah, or mother daughter, mother. Yes. Seven hundred and twenty-five bucks. Oh, see, I thought this was only Dana Point. I guess. And I will same, say but... that I think they're asking a Jordan price, Ooh. but you could talk them down to a Jamie <laughs> price. <laughs> uh, you could give them probably way too much. Two hundred. I think I okay. I will say this. For I will I will see your way too much, and I will counter you that if you were the uh, storied father or mother and son or daughter, and you showed up, I suspect you would walk out paying almost nothing, if not nothing, for this bike. No one writes that's copy fair. like that. Yeah, you that's great. Show up and you're like, "This really? is my 12 year old son. I want to teach him about it." And be like, "Get out of here!" They're also like, <laughs> "All right, seven hundred Eight hundred bucks. <laughs> Anyways, oh, that's two points on the board for old man Ray. What man, else do you guys got? Go. I live on the internet. Oh my god! Of course you do. I just know the Hawaii prices, y'all. Come on. That's true. I will consider. I look at the time. cute goats. The cute. <laughs> okay, Jimmy's so not in it for the for the bikes. This this bikes picture shows cool. absolutely nothing, but I had to start it with this one. Great description. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, is is this sorry? Is that an alien? What is? Is that a skull? Is it a deer? That's a scared toddler (laughs) without a face. It looks like the. uh, It's like an alien. It's the spirit of the forest from Princess Mononoke, but also on fire and with a beard, (laughs) like a bad '90s goatee. Oh yeah. All right. So. song, baby. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, we're looking at a 2007 oh, yeah. what is that Hillsong oh. 650cc, good condition, start and run fast, clean title in hand, 6,700 miles, good tires, ready to go. These are awesome Adelos because Spanuel. 
they make a uh Hyosung makes a SV650 clone if you look really I was, closely yeah, I was just going to say it looks that's it a is identical to yeah. an SV650 and so people will speculate that they sold the engine mill to like a Hyosung and they're like just making SV650 motors that's they're amazing. like so 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 similar the, yeah um, the you can see it in the the I head see, the DHC I like, see these things look- and I always wonder who buys them because they're not like crazy cheap, but it's like, oh, it's like a 650, you know, it's probably. Does it say Harley? Does it say Harley? Yeah, they got a Harley badge. I like it. I didn't even notice that. It's got the Harley Davidson. Someone. Someone is. Someone is. Someone is. Oh. Someone is wishfully asking for $2,200. Oh, yeah. I was going to say like $1,800. 1850 that's the highest song range. They're always like eighteen hundred to maybe twenty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, parts are rusting that. on them. What is oh, that yeah. pipe though? I, I know. No yeah, come right? on, the collector. So, it's like a that is so horrible. It's reduced down. Yeah, it has a collar on it. That's oh, <laughs> like, it's like a you... three inch collector into a one inch pipe. What did you say? I said uh, two thousand two hundred dollars. I'm gonna go twenty five hundred. Nice. I'm gonna go to. Has anyone done two K flat? No, no, just you. you do 2K flat. Oh man, we're crowding the, the market. That would be a good guess if Robert didn't get it right on the dot. What? 1850? 1850. Do I get a bonus point for getting it on the dollar? No, no but okay. I will give you a point. Two points. And, and we're tied at two points. Uh, I'm doing good this week. Right. Prices are coming back. Okay. I can go ready. next. Ready to I, can move feel on? It. I can feel the pulse. <laughs> All right. You ready for number two? <laughs> just tells me it's been right. too much time oh, on the internet this week. Let's see it. All right. We got it. I got to take the lead. Oh. Oh. I think I've, I think I've seen this. You shut the fuck up. I do a lot of Husqvarna searches. 76 360. Yeah, it sure is. Vintage, good running condition. Very fast. Call for details. I would believe it. Uh, Before we move on to the guesses. Wait, what what am I looking at here? The reservoir for the shock. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. Let's put it in the super back. remote. Yeah. It's as remote as it gets. <laughs> super confused. What if a stick gets up and cuts it? Shut up. <laughs> then you're not going fast enough. Uh, I love the uh, round heads. I know Yamaha does that on the radial. Mm. The radial. Mm. Mm. I think, yeah. Mm. I'll put 3,500 down because that's. Oh, God. Just what it's going to be. I'm trying not. I, I think it, I want to say the same. I. I pretty sure i saw this ad going into the the episode so i i think i know what territory it's in but i'm gonna say 20 no way 24 25 25 i think they always they're always in the like threes but i think this one Uh, yeah dude at least i think i don't know 36 also sounds but i'm gonna go 25 on 35 i'm gonna go 2800 2,800. What's on the board so far? Just on me flip-flopping. Uh, Jamie's got 2,800. Robert's got 2,500. I've got $3,500. I'll go 31. <laughs> Robert, you got a good eye. 2K. Yep. Insider trading. <laughs> 2,000. That's... I would, I, honestly, the, yeah. the the later the mid to late seventies Huskies don't really go for much. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Huh. They're not. I like that chrome tank too. They're not. Um, I mean, I think in the scheme of like actual motocross, there I don't and nobody flame me for this because I'm 
kind of talking out of my ass, but I think the mid to late seventies Huskies are not like super well regarded. Most of the team had left to like Yamaha and Suzuki by then. Um, and like CZ and Husky were getting, uh, getting, getting smoked. There we go. All right. So I'm going to take us back to the islands. Okay. Um, so my first pick of the week, I found a little Our bit earlier course. in the week, caught my eye with a really beautiful teal. Nope. One before that. What? Not the slammer? Not that one. Slammer. Not the slammer. It is a 2004 R1150 GS BMW. Oh. Hold on. Oh. That's not a BMW. That was not a BMW. Oh, oh, switch. No. I, I, switch. Hate and switch. Unless if it's that weird BMW Wait, Cruiser. Oh, do you add another one? Oh, that was the first one I posted. Technical uh, difficulties. Yeah, hold on. We'll just edit this out. <laughs> I'll start by describing <laughs> no. it. So 2004 R1150 GS motorcycle, oh, enduro one. style, but heavy. <laughs> so not for the faint of heart. New what tires, you want. New tires after a mainland road trip last summer, large side cases, and a phone charging mount, large windscreen, original BMW screen available, lots of miles, but these bikes go forever. Great for Mauna Road, Mauna Kea, South Point, or Big Island Highway. Cash an active motorcycle license to test ride. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, got the, the beak. it's got the nose. Yeah, beak. What yep. is going yeah, on with that bill. beak? Yeah, I, they love the, the beak. The beak is what got me excited about this bike and that color. <laughs> You know a fun a fun tidbit about this gen. Uh, they 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 debuted the Beak in I believe the nineties and uh, late nineties. And an interesting part of that is Suzuki actually had the Doctor Big had a mm-hmm. Beak, and so a lot of people speculate that BMW actually stole the Beak from the beak. Suzuki. And they both stole it from Big Bird on Sesame Street. Yeah, indeed, they did. Uh, they this guy is asking. Uh, this photo normal... doesn't have the cases, but there are like really big. This guy's oh, asking luggage. a normal, luggage. a normal Hawaii price of four thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean it'd be a great bike for riding or tour in the island. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna go thirty eight hundred. Jordan, what'd you say? Four thousand two hundred. Danny's got thirty eight on the board. Fifty three. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that ballsy. What do you got, Mondo? 45. 45. Danny, what did you have again? 3,800. 3,800. Danny wins it. <sighs> it is 3,000. Whoa. That's actually pretty Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. You get a free beak. I've seen like <laughs> 90s and uh, late 90s, early 2000s R's, uh, like R1100, 1150, whatever year that That's was. Fun. And they're like, a thousand dollars and they're like it has 140,000 miles on it but i don't know it'll probably still go it seems like yeah i feel like this is a yeah. bike that you don't want on an island though you would like it yeah. it's made <laughs> for like sure. yeah it's, you can lap the island in a day so well if they just build a bridge like, to yeah. south america or wherever hawaii's closest <laughs> no you to. just take you take the barge you go to the seattle and you wait in the harbor <laughs> then you take it the... yeah yeah perfect Right yeah. at the bottom of the ocean. All right. Well, so maybe something right. a bit more appropriate then. Wait, wait, wait. I got two more. I mean, I, I think so I have two, I was... you have the option of two other things. Oh. So you can either choose a, a moped with a sweet sticker, or we can look at a outrageous bike that has 
two prices listed. One is I want the moped. Yeah, I think we've seen the moped. The people want moped. I've I've seen a lot of mopeds, and that is definitely a moped. So we got the moped here. It's got a sweet hibiscus on the front. Danny, you like I'm signing off. It's called practically new. Bodaigo Metro Moped for sale. Bodaigo purchased from Aloha Moped, but need to get a larger scooter for two people. It's yeah. got a nice milk crate yeah. on the back. Oh, he yeah. needs, he can only ride up, one. He needs to make up his mind. This is clearly a moped, but then at the end he calls it a scooter, which I don't appreciate. So. Actually, also, he if he wants something for two people, it's illegal to ride 50 cc with two up in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, this guy just brought it new for uh 1800 bucks and he's thinking that he can get every penny back so i'm saying 1800 dollars. i'm saying 900 dollars, 980 dollars. you're forgetting the fact that he added the uh no crate and a hibiscus sticker yeah and you can see the comma under the uh even two even two 1300 Sticking with 980. I don't care. Jordan, what was your pick? 1,800. Mata, what was your pick? 13. (laughs) You guys are equidistant? Deadlock! You just get half a point. Yeah, I'll I'll take half a point. 1,500 flat. Coming for you, Robert. Wait, no. (laughs) Was it 2K off? No. Yeah. 1,300. How much is it? 1,500. Oh no! I said thirteen hundred. So I'm okay. All, Mondo's all closer by a hundred. Yeah. Dang it! <laughs> he gets I lost point. my half a point. Okay. <laughs> all <laughs> right, Mondo, what do you got? All right. So I realized I don't think we've gone electric on no these. So I'm going to test your knowledge about electric motorcycle prices. Is it Rivian? I'm just going to throw out a random. Oh no, no. So like <laughs> this is a pretty reasonable one. You know, with gas prices, they they are. You know, if you need a nice com- commuter bike, so this is a slightly older Zero 2014 DS. It's got the spoked wheels, which they don't do anymore. Hmm. Um, I think he says it only has like 5,000 or so miles on it, which isn't too bad. It's got like a 13 points. I think it's got like the 13 kilowatt hour pack, which is like definitely can get you, um, you know, up to around 100 miles of like mix of city and freeway or highway riding. So, hmm. um, nice orange color. It's got a very yeah. big black bar. So I'm voting over 10k. Whoa, over just okay. 10,000. <laughs> oh, just like for me covering up the yes. price. I just just for the price. <laughs> oh, the price square oh. itself. Oh. Oh. Amando has Amando has put in a black square over the price. Well, like okay. it's too long. Well, I guess he so also much? liked out the dollar sign. So that in, in, I normally yeah. start after the dollar sign. But I'm gonna yeah. say... what do we think? Let's get some prices on the board the here. Bay? for 2014 zero DS. Yeah, yeah. Fifty six hundred. Fifty six for 5, Robert. I have okay. no idea. I'm just that's just. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna say um, five thousand miles. I'm gonna say four thousand. I'm gonna go eighty five hundred. Okay. What were you, Jamie? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go nine thousand because it's still above Danny, but gets me closer. (laughs) You lost the dollar sign, so now I can't. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so I think that's everybody. So it's a uh, seventy-two hundred. Oh, really? Two hundred. Yeah, that's oh, not. Terrible. It's like pretty on par. I bet you could talk them down to like sixty-five hundred since it's an older model. Danny, three um, points tied with Robert. Yeah, but like 
Um, so I guess pro tip for anybody looking to buy like a used zero or potentially any other um, motorcycle is to look at the um, cell imbalance. So there, it's like each of the cells will be a certain voltage, but they can vary by a little bit. And so you want that to be within, I think it's a, like a hundred millivolts or something like the, the lower mm-hmm. the number, that means it's a more balanced battery. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a pro tip if you're looking for a used electric motorcycle, see if you can get the deets on the battery because that's the most expensive thing on the motorcycle besides oh, the motor itself. Right. That's the um, So yeah, for around $7,000, you can have a nice electric, you know, commuter or like cruising bike. It's a fun orange. Yeah. It's a good, oh, it's a nice orange. good San Francisco Giants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Orange. There you go. All right. The giants. And if you're looking to cruise around in style, maybe have, you know, a buddy or a kid and or a dog. So we have a 1999 Indian Chief Limited Edition with sidecar. Nice two-tone yellow and like cream. Poop poop yellow. Not one, not two, but three Corbin seats. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Drag yeah. specialties tack. Okay. Don't miss out. Um, Lots of extra chrome. It says attention collectors, so you know it's going to be hard. Uh, yeah. Gilroy has it. a lot of garlic, so I'm going to say... <laughs> it is garlic colored. Think of the garlic you could haul on that side. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so going to say garlic. you could put at least um, at least 4,000 cloves of garlic in that in that sidecar but this bike is selling for i'm gonna say 39 indian chief yeah 30 that sounds 30 30k worth of garlic he says collector so i'm gonna go ahead and say thirty one thousand dollars god damn it (laughs) (laughs) twenty six could be more than that oh it's just it's just like the first person throws out a number and everyone's like oh they're probably somewhere around there no i feel like i'm looking at the size of the bar on here again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna go 10 10k okay okay you've like an idea of the space it's gonna be like it's gonna be like 60 (laughs) but i just wanted to be ahead of robert all right what is it Danny, what did you have? I don't remember. 26,000. 26, I think Danny has it. It's 18,995. What? Oh. No way. Are you I'm serious? Only eight, what I'm the only 8K Okay. How many Ks does 10, Danny have? <laughs> you guys, oh, how much is it? 18? Is it 18,995? 18, 18, so it's basically like 1,900. Yeah. Closer. Four points for Danny. Dang, oh. Danny's so How? That I don't know. Like how am I winning? Way more. That's you know, baby's ass would have a lot of fun in that sidecar. It yeah. seems like it'd be way more. 1999 Indian Chief. I figured it'd be it's way 1999, more. 1999, like, I feel like yeah, it was 99 a good 60s year for to be something. I guess. I, but I, I mean, there was only 1100 of them made. That's yeah. nuts. Danny pulls away with four points, and he is this week's champion. Oh, we give bravo. him our respect. You live on the internet. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you Congrats. very much. So that's our show. Uh, yeah, I think at some point in the not so distant future, we'd like to do live shows so you can come and laugh at us while we're looking at weird motorcycles. But we'll get there one of these days. Um, oh, you so know, down for a live show, it'd be fun. Yeah. We'll we'll do it. Yeah, it's for all ten of our listeners, uh, ten to twelve, depending on the week. We will be there, and you can 
he can heckle us. You know, Jimmy Lewis does a show every Tuesday. Shout out uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesdays on uh, YouTube. He's on there on live and Instagram. And uh, he's like, he's Jimmy Lewis. I mean, he raced the Baja tons of years uh, with Johnny Campbell. Johnny Campbell comes on the show sometimes. And they have like, I don't know, like 35 viewers at the most. And I'm like, what? Like, what the heck, dude? This is such a cool show. So I really enjoy watching them. That's been a show I've been watching a lot lately uh, and listening to. They put out a podcast too, which is pretty awesome. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. You get, you get your following and you stick with it. Uh, but yeah, if you like today's show, you can support us by buying a, co- a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash clapped out moto. And of course, if you buy us a thousand dollars worth of coffees, we will build a super sweet Coleman chopper and we will not put brakes on it and we will jump it over a big ass fire. <laughs> uh, we're now on most of the major podcast platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Dogcatcher, of course. Uh, I always check in our analytics and we do still get like 5% of of our traffic is from dog catchers so (laughs) that's awesome god bless uh we love listener questions and comments you can shoot us an email at clappedmoto at gmail.com or hit us up on the gram at clapped out pod so thanks again for tuning in to another episode and we'll talk to you next week Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the stinger right there. Episode 25, but it's actually episode 21 or 20. I think it's 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> I don't talk about that part.